2: LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, k 5 ux Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
1: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 377 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is our Weekender Edition where we talk about upcoming contests, amateur radio special event stations, open source conferences and training that you can partake of, distributions you can try, and then we slip on into hedonism where we talk about wine, women, and song, and food, and cupcakes. And cupcakes, that's true. (laughs) And whatever the hell else strikes our fancy, so. Thanks for joining us. And and honestly, I've completely lost track of whatever weekender this is. So we'll, we'll figure it out when I, when I name it. (laughs) Um, uh, I I used to be on top of that. I don't know why I'm not anymore, but anyway, let's go ahead and introduce the cast of characters for tonight. I'm Russ K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl W5MOO.
3: And I'm Bill NE4RD.
1: And Bill, who introduces himself last, will jump in first and tell us about upcoming amateur radio contests.
3: Woot, woot. Okay. This week in contest. Let's see what we got here. This weekend, we have the day of YL's contest. That's the young ladies. Uh, it starts, uh, let's see, zero 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 Zulu. Sorry. Uh, zero Zulu, November 7th to 2359. Zulu, November 8th. Bands are 80, 40, 20, 10, and two meters. Uh, modes are CW, single sideband and digital. So I would consider that to be all. Uh, The day of YL's memorial is in memory of uh, Fox 5 India Sugar Yankee. Uh, That's Karine Dubois. She developed this uh, YL contest and did not ever see it to the end. We are now going to make this happen in her memory. So uh, this is a... A memorial contest for uh, Caring, And uh, you uh, there's a simple exchange. Uh, has RSTYL or OM. And uh, I think maybe a serial number or something like that. So um, anyway. Are you, are you
1: stuck on using sugar press? Have, have oh, you, have yeah. You-
3: I'm, I have a habit of doing <laughs> that. Sorry. India, Sierra, Yankee. I don't want to have any purists to jump on my case here. Sorry. <laughs> Although, like, in the other phonetic alphabet, S is sugar. So <laughs> <laughs> the same one is, like, this, Abel and, you know, and David and stuff. Adam, Charlie. Yeah, that something one. like that. Yeah, yeah, Adam, Charlie. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Anyway, who cares? Uh <laughs> <laughs> like, I always say R radio for R, because that's just me. So, anyway. right? Uh, the ARRL, yeah, this is the big contest this weekend. ARRL sweepstakes contest. Uh, this is the CW edition. This one opens up this weekend. It's 2100 Zulu on November 7th to uh, 0300 Zulu on November 8th, 9th. Sorry, I'm going to miss that up. <laughs> November 9th. 160 through 10, no work. CW all the way. Uh there are now a total of 84 ARRL and RAC sections as the RAC has separated Prince Edward Island uh Papa Echo uh from the Maritime section the uh, Mike Alpha Romeo and make sure your contest logging software and uh, country file the CTY file is uh, has been updated so those abbreviations are recognized and credited properly in addition effective April 1st 2020 the RAC has realigned the Ontario South, that's the uh, Oscar November Sierra uh, section, and the greater Toronto area, the GTA, or uh, GT, what is that? No,
1: Ogre nipple sugar?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got the apple. Anyway, uh, sections with the city of Hampt- uh, Hamilton and the regional municipality of uh, Niagara moving from ONS to a GTA. Yeah, I was thinking of the video game. <laughs> Grand, Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. There man. you go. Grand Theft Auto. That's a GGA. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, this is the uh, first part. Of course, uh, sweeps, uh, the uh, single sideband one is at the end of the month. So um, sweepstakes is always kind of a really fun contest because it has a very long exchange that people hate. You know, it has a sequence, a, a check number, and everything else. So uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good one to practice CW on because it, it is a long exchange and you have to copy every bit of it. Uh so uh yeah, if you have some time, this would be the the one to kind of get out there and break the key out and send some straight key if you really want to. That'll slow them down. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear hear a lot of AGN, AGN. Question mark, right? Uh, anyway, uh, so of course there's no QSO party challenges anymore. So we won't talk about those. I'll just delete that out of there. So I don't even mention it. Uh, next weekend I was looking and there's one big contest that, uh, pretty much, you know, clobbers everybody else's. No, just kidding. Uh, it's the worked all Europe DX contest and this one is the Riddy edition and it's from zero Zulu on November 14th to 2359 Zulu on November 15th. Uh, bands are 80 through 10, no work. And what is it? Uh, many leading contesters claim that they worked all Europe, uh, DX contest to be the most challenging contest of the year. Being a true blue DX contest, only intercontinental QSOs between DX and Europe are counted. Exception is the, uh, the Riddy part. Okay. (laughs) Therefore, the number of DX QSOs here may be similar to the amount of DX uh, usually worked in the CQ worldwide. Moreover, the unique feature of the QTC traffic adds much fun and another operating challenge to the contest. Here, the DX stations transfer real telegrams to the European stations. These telegrams contain data of previously logged QSOs. Each of those records counts one additional point for the sender and the receiver given that the complete record was logged correctly. Thus, a DX station can actually double its score by sending QTCs. Some European stations and not only the leading ranks gain more than 70% of their score from doing the QTC traffic. So, uh, definitely an interesting... Twist to the to the contest. Not not a lot of just five nine blah 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 five nine blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to actually pass data back and forth and uh, get it right, and, and it all has to cross check and everything else. So uh yeah, yeah, the, the worked all Europe one is always a always a fun contest. And hey, it's on so you get your warble on. um Yeah, there's probably other contests. You can always go to contestcalendar.com and check those out.
1: Very good. So, Cheryl, are we going to bring you in for doing uh, special events, or are you going to do something else later on?
3: No, you do the special events. Oh, I do the special yeah. events, and you, she you do does the uh, the other the events. events. Yes. Yeah. You get this messed up every week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we need I, to I, fire
0: him. I drink I a lot. Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> have we not established that I drink a lot? I
3: mean...
0: <laughs> you, knew you were calling me out for being an alcoholic earlier. Nice. So, um,
3: well, you got to yeah. be one to know one, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so coming up in amateur radio special events, we have a few listed down here. Um, I didn't put in the Coast Guard Auxiliary, uh, Youth Auxiliary 181st Anniversary one because there's like 50 of them. Um, so just look those up if you're interested in those or just turn the radio on and <laughs> you'll hear them because, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be everywhere. So I picked a few different ones. The first one is the Stone Mountain Ham Fest special event station. This is from November 7th through November 9th. Call signs for this one are Whiskey 4, Bravo, Oscar, Charlie, Stroke, Portable. Uh, They also have K4A, K4M, K4R, and K4C. Apparently there's some special commemoration or a special uh, thing you get if you uh, contact the portable station. Uh, Whatever uh there's there's links of course and everything in the show notes if you want to pursue this particular special event uh they'll be operating on cw single sideband and ft8 and this is to commemorate the inaugural stone mountain ham fest operations will be from the ham fest grounds and there is a schedule page if you'd like to pre-select a time for a contact so that's kind of interesting i suppose uh kind of take some of the fun out of uh getting a special event you know but whatever is this so it's not like a contest we've been to? it is it's the one in joja
0: Georgia. Georgia? Okay. yeah
1: so the next one i have is the florence nightingale bicentenary 2020 uh this is from november 7th through december 4th uh they've put down 1800 to, to 2000 zulu daily but i saw their information that indicated that times may vary so i don't know and this is um This has been going on quite a while. Apparently, they had this uh, special event call sign for some time, and this is going to be the last round of it. So if you want to contact them, the call sign is uh, Golf Bravo 200 November, GB200N. They'll be all over the place, apparently. I assume Voice Digital, CW, the whole deal, uh, all over the bands. Uh, The call sign is to commemorate the bicentenary of Florence Nightingale's birth, which is also International Nurses Day. The QSL cards are all four-sided. And the inside will contain details on Florence and her legacy together with a special photograph. On the rear is her diagram of the causes of mortality that was published by her in 1858. All QSLs to be sent direct. Please enclose two U.S. dollars or two pounds via PayPal to the email address if outside the U.K. if you would like this special QSL card. And information, of course, will be in the show notes. And finally, we have the 157th anniversary of Lincoln's Gettysburg Gettysburg Address. This will be from November 10th through November 20th, operating probably around 1100 Zulu to 500 Zulu daily. Call signs are Whiskey Oscar 4 Lima and Whiskey 1 Golf. Frequencies around or about 7.18, 14.275, and 18.155. As far as I can tell, it's going to be FT8 only. Uh, Certificate and QSL are available. Please use the QSL instructions on the QRZ page for Whiskey 1 Golf or Whiskey Oscar 4 Lima to receive a full-color certificate Eleven by fourteen and or a QSL card. No logbook of the world. Uh, <laughs> only only EQSL. Yeah. Or direct. Totally, totally legit. <laughs> <laughs> so there you were. Comments or uh, questions? Whiskey Oscar for Lima. There you go. So moving on from special event stations, we have announcements. Uh, I have the thing about Alpha Foxtrot Zero Sierra Sierra, which we haven't really done anything with, but If you have ideas on what to do with the new open source amateur radio club, please let us know. If you have an idea for a logo, uh, which I have not published anywhere, but, and I've also stopped working on it. So I got to get back to that. Um, but we'll, we'll announce more about that on the social media outlets and in the mailing list. So just stay tuned to those for more information about AF0SS and more importantly and uh, sort of urgently. We are going to have a BOF, a Birds of a Feather session, to, well, tomorrow as we record this, but today probably as you listen to this, at least hopefully, uh, <laughs> at the Ohio Linux Fest, which is operating from the 5th through the 7th. But the Birds of a Feather will only be on November 4th, which is Friday. Sixth. 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 Sorry, that's right. They're, they're going today. Stop,
0: stop drinking so Yesterday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, yeah.
1: Whatever. You can all bite me. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> in case folks don't know, we record this on Thursday night and it gets published on, on Friday.
1: Friday. Right. Yes. So anyway, yes. Yeah, so it started yesterday. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you're listening to this on the 6th, we will be doing birds of a feather sessions on the 6th i.e. today, or <laughs> if this is in the future, then so sorry, uh, you can probably see the, the aftermath on their YouTube channel. <laughs> It uh, makes
0: it sound like it was a dumpster fire. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we
1: let us in there. Get, yeah. <laughs> Cheryl is doing a foodie boff, which will be at 6 o'clock Central Time. Yeah.
0: As a fundraiser.
1: As a fundraiser. Yeah. And we'll all be doing a Linux and the Ham Shack, Birds yeah. of a Feather Session, at 7 o'clock Central Time uh apparently there'll be some way to get in via zoom some way to watch via youtube and there's also the geek beacon discord server i don't know if you'll be able to watch live using that but it's a thing so just go there and of course links to all this stuff will be in the show notes so check out why does it smell like pot
0: i don't know i just got a whiff of it myself
3: (laughs) (laughs) your dogs are out there uh, yeah dude
0: exactly (laughs) i baby It's a skunk. Nice. Oh, <laughs> skunk. That's why it was skunky. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: It's definitely a skunk. Oh. That
0: might make sense why the dogs are about to have a corner and fall back in it. So. Yeah, that's fun. That's funny.
1: <laughs> okay, so was I? Did I complete my thought? No. No. <laughs> well, I don't remember where I was. Honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just start over because you're gonna have to take out that delete or so, yeah, that I think delete you do anyway. have to
3: I think you do have to like register for some of the stuff, but I don't think the registrations are open anymore. But like the BOFs are open because they're being he- hosted on the uh that uh geek what is it? Geek Beacon. Geek beacon, yeah, yeah, geek beacon Discord, Discord server.
0: Yeah, I'm so, I- I'm actually putting everything in the show notes so people can go check those out, hopefully tomorrow. I'll mention them in a little while, anyway. So
3: yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure everything will be posted afterwards, anyway. So you yeah, just yeah might, I'm sure. Because yeah, yeah. I'm sure these are all like probably Zoom calls or something like that, so, or webinars, so they could limit the participation or something like that, or at least control the participation.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, hopefully,
3: we'll find out tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, join us on the the boff for uh, Linux and the Ham Shack.
1: Yeah, it should be fun because we'll be able to, I believe we'll be able to interact with folks while we're doing it. So it should be ent- entertaining at least. And, uh, that's OLF. Like I said, uh, there will be information in the show notes if you're going to try and join us. Uh, so hopefully you've picked on, on this before it happens. But if you get, catch it after it happens, I believe everything will be on YouTube. Just look for Ohio Linux Fest. And uh, I put in for our different challenges tonight the same thing, which is to uh, be part of our boff at the Ohio Linux Fest. Why not? Because <laughs> uh, that's easy. Like I said, Cheryl's doing a hoodie boff. We're doing an LHS boff. And, um, you know, participate. Be a part of it. Make it interesting. Uh, we'd like to see you there. And it will help support the Ohio Linux Fest, which has been great. We haven't been to the OLF in real long time. Ten years? <laughs> yeah, right. so... So check that out. Be a part of it. And moving on from there, we're going to talk about this weekend in open source. And Bill uh, is going to do his thing where he goes against the grain and rubs us all the wrong way. Gives us our little rug burn. Um, when he flips off the Debian train, <laughs> and installs Fedora. So. Well, at least
3: it's not Arch. So, well, that, yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, there you go. So this is your district to try for this week in an open source. It's Fedora 33. Yay! Ah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we all know all about Fedora. And, of course, uh, let's just go over some quick uh, highlights of what the version 33 brings out to the the release and that is that fedora workstation now uses butterfs by default applies to does not apply to what's changing oh my god what is all that stuff i put there anyway um <laughs> <laughs> i love this so, uh yeah so for uh, fedora workstation edition contains thermal d by default uh, FlexiBlas uh, enables runtime of switching of BLAS and LAPAC backend. Nano is the default terminal text editor. Bleah! Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the same thing. In, uh, isn't that the same thing in Ubuntu anyway? Yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah. well, for all you kids uh, can't, I, one can't, of the can't first things colon I... quit, right? Yeah. Colon Q and stuff like that. So. First thing
1: I do is uh, install Vim and do an yeah. update <laughs> alternative. So.
3: Absolutely. And then I install uh, awesome Vim or something like that. <laughs> to make it more awesome um yeah so fedora internet of things is now an official fedora edition it used to be uh just kind of a toy edition but now it's it's a real thing uh increased usage of make build and make install fedora workstation live cd does not contain device mapper multipath anymore .NET core now available with the 64-bit arm systems so that's right you can get the desktop and the server version for your uh, raspberry pi and i have ran it on uh my raspberry pi and i love putting the the fedora server on there um works really well if you're going to use it as a server um the early uh, yeah oom early oom service. I'm assuming that's out of mana or something. I don't know, some kind of video game <laughs> thing. No <laughs> early Oom service is now enabled by default in Fedora KDE. Oh, that's why I don't know what it is, because it's for KDE. Uh DM activation dot service no longer depends on system d Udev dash Settle dot service. Swap is now on ZRAM instead of building a swap partition. So that's gonna be a little different if you're used to seeing that swap partition um and of course yeah you can just go uh go to get fedora and uh go get fedora and try it out i'm going to be uh definitely uh putting one of my systems if not more of them on there this weekend maybe <laughs> we'll see we'll see I, I think i'm moving the recording to a different computer anyway so i might uh i might just change everything down here in the garage
1: all right very good so now we're down to the part of the show that Cheryl participates in, which is the open source events coming up over the next couple of weeks. And we'll go ahead and let you, or let her rather, tell you all
0: about them. Alrighty then. So as we've already said several times, I'm going to mention again, the Ohio Linux Fest, which is running from Thursday, November 5th, through Saturday, November 7th. It's online. If you have not already registered the cost is $10 to $499. Um, on the, the enthusiast level, which is a $10 level was priced at a dollar on yesterday. I was told Thursday afternoon that you can name your own price and zero will be accepted even now. Um, the, the blurb about it is welcoming all free and open source software professionals, enthusiasts, and everyone interested in learning more about free and open source software. I personally will be doing a foodie bath starting at 6 p.m. Central. That has been set up as a Pampered Chef fundraiser to help raise funds to help OLF cover the expenses of this fest and future fests. Um, any commission that I would get off my Pampered Chef sales will be going back to OLF. So if you'd like to buy some Pampered Chef and help them out, you can visit pamperedchef.com slash party slash OLF. 2020 if you want to watch my boff it will be at discord uh geek beacon and the channel will be gotta eat uh at 7 p.m central lhs will be doing a boff and it's on geek beacon as well and the channel is ham shack and if you want to check anything out about it go to olfconference.org uh, the next thing we have is Introduction to Python for Business and Finance. It's November 11th and 12th, 2020. It's online. The cost is $415 to $599. It is a two evening hands-on introductory course teaching students foundational Python concepts and how to use Python's popular libraries to complete various technical tasks. Students are presented with Python coding challenges throughout the day to test their understanding of the material. The course culminates with a challenging in-class coding project where students will apply concepts taught in the course to create a game. The class is run by Cognitor, which has hosted Python events in the past. Members of CFA Society Boston are also able to attend. And the source for that uh, will be in the show notes. On uh, November 11th and 12th, another one, Open Source Strategy Forum. It's online at $75.00. Uh, OSSF is the only conference dedicated to driving collaboration and innovation in financial services through open source software and standards. They bring together experts across financial services, technology, and open source to engage our community in stimulating and thought-provoking conversations about how to best and safely leverage open source software to solve industry challenges. And the link for that will be in the show notes. And our last event is Vision. It is November 26th and 27th. It is online. It is, uh, 85 soles. Is that how it's pronounced? Okay. Which is Peruvian or I'm assuming $25 US. Uh, it's sponsored by LPI. Uh, the year, this year, the vision 2020 Con- uh, international congress will be held virtually and will have its main theme, digital transformation for a sustainable world post night or post COVID-19 challenges aimed at improving the services provided and thus supporting the renovation of knowledge, updating, and training in order to empower professionals in engineering, architecture, aeronautical sciences, and related careers. As every year, we have top-notch, or excuse me, top-level national and international exhibitors. And again, more information will be in the show notes.
1: All right, very good. Well, we've already told you what our open source challenge is, which is attend OLF, visit our BOPS. Watch stuff about food and Linux. What could be better?
0: Well, yeah, because Russ has already already tried one of the foods I'm cooking, and he liked it. I did
1: like it. And you're going to talk about something completely different as we move into this weekend in hedonism. Yes. And we'll start off, of course, with your recipe corner. And you're going to tell us about something that, as far as I remember, you have not made for us yet.
0: I have not made this, but I definitely want to try it.
1: Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So what is it?
0: Well, our, our recipe this week is sheep, pan, sesame, beef, and broccoli. Russ and I are huge fans of Asian food. So I stumbled across this today online and thought, huh, that is definitely something I want to try. So the recipe calls for Asian sesame dressing. Hey, you haven't said what it is yet. Oh, uh, it says sheep, pan, sesame, beef, and broccoli.
1: I, I, did you say that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I checked out for a second. You've been doing that a
0: lot tonight, but okay. <laughs>
1: Hang on, i got
0: to get another drink. <laughs> Great. All righty then. So, let me back up a little bit. The ingredients are an Asian sesame dressing, which is salad dressing found in your tossed salad dressing area, soy sauce, uh, broccoli, brown sugar, salt, some steak cut into cubes, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, sesame seeds, rice, if you would like it, and some green onion, of course, to uh, pretty up your dish. So, and you... Um Spray a sheet pan, uh, heat up your oven, and mix up the dressing and some soy sauce. Toss your broccoli in that and then put uh, your broccoli mixture on the pan. And then in the same bowl with that sauce, you'll make some more brown sugar, salt, and soy sauce. And you add your meat and turn it to coat and dump that on the pan with the broccoli and roast it for 10 to 14 minutes until it is done and sprinkle some sesame seeds and rice and green onion and you're done so it sounds, it's quick it's easy and it sounds delicious it does
1: sound delicious so, so i'm looking forward to whenever you decide to make this for us
0: the next week
1: okay next week and then we'll uh, maybe do a quick report on the next weekender to tell everyone how good it was
0: okay we'll do that so all right
1: and you also have a mixed drink you want to tell people about tonight which apparently is extremely Extraordinarily involved, so make sure you've got 10, 15 minutes to make this drink if you want to do it. (laughs) Really?
0: No, it is not that involved. I don't, I don't know why you think it's involved, but whatever. So, since it's fall, and since I'm a huge fan of martinis and things like that, I, uh, did some, some Googling around on the interwebs and found a recipe for a pecan pie martini, um, which has you Garnish your glass, uh, the rim of your glass, with some caramel and some toasted chopped pecans. And then you mix some equal parts of rum chata and creme de cacao uh, with some bourbon and some ice. And dump that into your nicely garnished glass. Top it with some Cool Whip and some pecans and a sprinkle of cinnamon. So that shouldn't take you more than a few moments.
1: (laughs) Okay. Really? If you think so, you can make me one after the show. We'll see if it takes you a few seconds.
0: Well, that's fine. I have all the ingredients. Well, no, no, actually I do have pecans, so that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's okay. And you're not going to get Cool Whip. You're going to get aerosol whipped cream, and you're going to stay out of it once I open the can.
1: The hell with that. (laughs) Yeah. As soon
0: as a can of whipped cream gets opened in this house, suddenly you start (laughs) hearing the yeah <laughs> as i scream for whatever room i'm in get out of the whipped cream <laughs>
1: this stuff is totally crack yeah <laughs> well
0: yeah i'm pretty sure these sugar cookie m&ms are cracked yeah those those are pretty good too yeah. yeah so all
1: right well very good so we're going to move on to my drink corner and i have to say the more i drink of this the less i like it so by the time i get to the the rating it's probably going to be in the 60s somewhere but <laughs> anyway i've i've been doing a sort of series on bottom shelf whiskey so i'm going to continue with that tonight i'm doing kentucky Tavern <laughs> apparently i've had plenty of it kentucky tavern straight bourbon whiskey and this is actually a weeded whiskey so this this might be up bill's alley for a mixer i'm not sure <laughs> uh the description on this is kentucky tavern is a brand and this came from wikipedia of all places that's how that's how interesting kentucky tavern is Uh, It's a brand of straight bourbon whiskey produced by the Sazerac Company at the Barton Distillery located in Bardstown, Kentucky, a place we talk about a lot when we talk about whiskey. They acquired the brand from United Distillers in 1995. The brand was originally produced and owned by the R. Monarch Distillery of Owensboro, Kentucky, which entered bankruptcy in 1898 and was purchased by James Thompson in 1901, then renamed the company to Glenmore Distillery Company with locations in Owensboro and Louisville. In 1903, the Kentucky Tavern trademark was first registered. It is usually produced as an 80 proof liquor, which is what we're talking about. Although a hundred proof version is also available, which I have never seen. In 2019, it was awarded the bronze by World Whiskey's Awards for Best Kentucky Bourbon, which I think is a crock of s. Um, <laughs> what? So.
0: Suddenly you can't cuss?
1: Is it necessary necessarily? Well, to- whatever.
0: You went <laughs> it out of your way value to it. I know. Well, but he went true. out of his way to say a crock of s.
1: Well, because that was the I mean, that was literally the thing I was just, going for. You
0: could have just said, which is a croc? Okay, it's a
3: barrel of shit.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, it's not even
3: a bourbon barrel. It's a crappy uh,
0: barrel. Yeah, it's so a, a crappy barrel. You wouldn't even want to barrel, take a crap yeah. in. You know?
1: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a used porta potty of junk okay, anyway. Never
0: mind. Uh, <laughs> don't go there.
1: <laughs> so the mash bill on this, I couldn't find any definitive answers on it, but it's a bourbon, so that means it's at least 51% corn, and we know it has weed in it because it's a weeded bourbon. This particular bottle is bottled at 40% ABV, 80 proof, which means it's watered down. It's clearly caramel colored because it's way too dark for whatever age it is. It comes from Bardstown, Kentucky. It's a light amber. Um, the nose on it was kind of interesting, and I don't know if it was inference or whatever, but I had Cheryl try it when I did this, and she got the same thing out of it. So you're going to have to take this for what it's worth. We've talked about weird nosing and tasting notes all over the place when we talk about whiskey on this, uh, on this program. So... But this is a new one. Uh, the nose on it. I got caramel, soft floral, and baby powder. <laughs> and um, been we, snorting babies lately.
0: Yeah, uh, well, yes, no. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: <laughs> I'm an atheist. We eat them. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, it was distinctly baby powder. Luckily, luckily for both of us, uh, that that scent. Is only in the nose It's not in the true. taste. Uh, but it, it definitely tasted like baby powder. If you've ever been in a room where somebody has uh, powdered a baby, <laughs> um, that's exactly what it smelled like. Uh, the taste on it, I got oak spice, vanilla, honey, and honeysuckle. Uh, very separate and distinct, both honey and honeysuckle. Uh, corn and wheat. And normally, I, I know I mentioned this on the previous episode, but when we talk about things like whiskey that are made from corn you don't generally taste actual corn uh because the distillation and aging process sort of takes the actual corn taste out Uh, but this one actually has a little bit of corn taste and you can definitely taste the wheat grain as well uh the finish on it is pretty short it's uh alcohol forward uh with slight floral notes and a little bit of the oak barrel spice i don't think it's aged particularly long i didn't do a lot of research on it because this is a cheap ass bottom shelf whiskey um it cost me $16 for the handle that I have, 1.75 liter. And as I was just saying, the more I drink of it, the less I like it. So I am going to, ra- I mean, as a mixer, again, it's probably in the mid 80s. It's perfectly good if you put Coke or Sprite or ginger ale or something with it. But just to pull it out of a rocks glass like I'm doing, I'm going to give it a 74. Yeah, I really, really am just sort of not big in it. <laughs> um,
0: it's a mixer.
1: There's there's something about weeded whiskeys that I really like if they're in a better variety, like Weller or Pappy or something like that. But when it comes to your standard bottom shelf, wheat doesn't seem to make things better. So do with it what you will. It's cheap. It's good with Coke. And
3: there you go. So, Bill, do you have anything you want to uh, talk about? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually just drinking water. I had my beer earlier at the uh, brew pub. And, uh, well, actually, it's not, it's not a brew, it's a, just a brewery. <laughs> so I went to the Thirsty Street brewery today and I had a big bison stout, which was really, really good. Uh, it's a 6.3% ABV and has a 45 IBU. So not very, uh, that, that sounds pretty good. That sounds like right up my alley, actually. yeah It says a smooth stout with enticing balance of roasted barley, chocolate, and coffee notes. And yeah, it was really good. I I always enjoy a good stout. And um, this was definitely not a disappointing one. This one you can't get in cans or anything else like that. So it's not even available. It's just at the brewery. So yeah, I just, I didn't feel like mixing it (laughs) with anything when I got home. (laughs) Because that normally doesn't end up very well. (laughs) So so yeah, I'm I'm just just drinking water really right now. So uh, that's it. (laughs) Well, there you go. All right, well, that brings us down to the
1: end of the program tonight. We have been through the contests, the special events, the open source, and all the announcements we had. The only thing left to do is to mention the folks who are with us tonight for the live recording in the chat room. We had Don, KC9ZMY, Ted, WA0EIR, Sasaki Noctis, Don, KB2YSI, and Rich, K0EB. We want to thank everybody who is here with us, uh, keeping things moving and keeping us entertained as we try and entertain you. And with that, we're just gonna go ahead and wrap this up. We hope you have a great couple of weeks and join us for the next weekender and of course there will be a deep dive episode of this program in between this one and that one. Wait.
0: What? I should mention Okay. The fundraiser for OLF is going through the end of the month. So if you Oh want so you got plenty order, of time. Yeah. If you wanna order anything, you have to do it by November thirtieth. So All
1: right. Excellent. So keep that in mind. Whether you attend the BOF today, tonight, yesterday three weeks ago whatever whatever yeah. um, <laughs> uh you can donate all the way up to the end of november so that's very good so thanks everybody for being here and we will go ahead and wrap this up this has been episode number 377 of linux in the ham shack i'm russ k5
3: tux
0: i'm Cheryl w5 O O.
3: and i'm bill four 4rd 73
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at LHS lhslive Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page,